Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. And we're live. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> What's up? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Pull it from the archives. On that one. You can't quote that anymore. That's not yeah. good. Well, what was that? What was that for? That was the old yeah. Budweiser. Yeah, Budweiser. Well, they, they, had the, they had the Budweiser frogs. And then you the, do realize. I think it was before the frogs they had the That's why I said you, you, can't, you can't do that anymore. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Now, yeah. now I'm with you. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Hard boycott. I guess so. There were some pretty good commercials back in the day, I will say. Yeah. The song, though, dude. <laughs> With the horses trying <laughs> through the snow. The Clydesdales. Right? Nice. Yeah. Well. Man, we off went to a little a, far back on that to one. a roaring start. <laughs> the commercials don't look like that anymore. No. We, no? Bef- before we came live, we were just talking about how, how Brent ditched his grandkids at school whoa, whoa, this whoa, morning. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> they could watch this. Right. <laughs> Don't incriminate me. <clears throat> I'm, I'm just making stuff up. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, they were fine. Nothing went wrong. No, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I trusted they're, my grandkids. They're to good. Tell me what time. Nobody really told me the, the, the ins and outs of what time <laughs> to get them there. And she's like, yeah, we need to be there early so we can eat and stuff. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I dropped them off maybe a little before I should have and left. <laughs> <laughs> Pray for me. Pray for them. I think they're okay. We would have heard something. Yeah, nobody's out. traumatized, I don't yeah. think. so. Nathaniel and Val, I'm sorry. <laughs> Great. I hope they're not listening live. Well, the good news is you'll never have to watch them again. Maybe not. Yeah. No, they're fine. That, that wouldn't be good news. Yeah. That'd be That's bad news. Actually. I don't know. For Brent, I kind of thought it could go either way. So. <laughs> We're leaving town for like three weeks, so we, you know, by the time we get back, it'll all be forgotten. Yeah. That's yeah, what I'm hoping go. for. I don't yeah, know I, won't, I won't be here for... Yeah, you're gonna miss the next a, few a weeks. few Thursdays. So yeah, I will miss miss it a lot. But moms don't tend to forget things like that. No, you're not helping my me at all here. M- move on. Time to move yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's cut and start over. <laughs> Good morning. We're live, <laughs> yeah. dude. My wife brings up stuff still from that I I have long forgotten I've ever done. It's just it's just right there. Like the time you left high at church and drove off. <laughs> well, we both did. In all fairness. <laughs> But yes, <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> we're looking at time. We're looking at your car driving off. There were like there were like other other families like running out, dragging our kid. Hang on, screaming. We looked like such bad parents, dude. I think we left them in the bathroom. In fairness, when you have four or five kids, you know it's hard to keep track of them. You all. just right. assume they're yeah. there. Like Ty yeah. was kind of that kid that you just thought, oh, he's sure he's in the backseat, right? You know, yeah. No, I left not one of my kids. He's but in the somebody else's kid at summer camp one year. <laughs> Like, it wasn't just, like, going home without your kid where you could go back and get him. I left somebody at summer camp. That's hardcore. And they caught – in fairness, I think they were trying to be left behind. <laughs> just going to throw that out there. But anyway, all ended well. That makes it okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's when they were dispensational. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? You get home, the parents are like, where's my kid? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's kind of what happened. Like, oh, oh, that's fantastic. Wow, we're – where is she? <laughs> and this was back in the days before, you know, cell phones. Like, you couldn't just call somebody and say, hey, where are you? No, you could not. This was back in the 90s. Yeah. Where you good. freaked out oh, yeah. if something went wrong like that. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I didn't do that, so. <laughs> well, things good good, looking, good things, on you, Brent. Things are looking up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so grandpa's looking a little better now. <laughs> Trusted my grandkids, you know. they it sounded legit. Bad grandpa. <laughs> People should give me an itinerary. I'm that kind of person. You guys know that. I want it written out, very clear, start times, end times, all of that. Don't just assume Bad I know grandpa. stuff. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. Terry's back, too. We got to see Terry this Yeah. Week. I think he is he he's coming on next T- week. Terry, yeah, a little uh, uh, wetting your appetite for next We're week. We're getting rid of Brent uh, for Terry. three weeks. Yeah. And we're just going to yeah. fill it with other people. So we got some guests coming over the next few weeks, and yes. Terry will be on with us next week. Yep. Yep. The old Captain America. <laughs> Pastor Emeritus. Pastor yeah. Emeritus. It's his favorite title. Make sure you say that to him when he's on. Oh, well, that, we'll, put that, we'll put that in That's the title we'll for next him. week. He loves that yeah, title. Interviewing Pastor America or something like that. Yeah, we'll introduce him that way. <laughs> yep. 
Cool. Yeah. Well, anyway, anything else we need to get out of the way before we get into it today? We've done enough. Yeah, I Move think on. we have. I don't even know what song that is. Okay. I know what it is. I, I know what he's going for. All right. The Clydesdale songs. Like, it was the Budweiser America I remember song, the Clydesdales, yeah. but I don't remember. Like, I didn't. That doesn't sound familiar Chad, to me. just move on. If you're All not right. going to play along, just move on. All right. All right. <laughs> um, you got to keep them integrated. That's what we're talking about today. And what song is that? Do you want me to sing that one? Yeah. Do it. Only a few people are going to know the, the reference to this title, and that's okay. Don't don't look it up. Yeah. But the words are like a chupacabra. <laughs> and and a ch- what is a chupacabra for those that might not know? It's one of them, one of them Bigfoot dangly yeah. dogs, right? What? No, it's a... What's, just, it, what's a dangly dog? <laughs> Am I dreaming right now? Is this, this is one of the, the weirdest days we've yeah. ever had. Are you talking about a chihuahua? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Is I'm it not gonna. Like Mexican Bigfoot. It kind of chupacabra. It's what I thought. It's something like that. The Mexican version. It's the Tijuana version. Okay. Of, of Bigfoot. All right. Now that we've got that out of the way, too. Maybe Gordon. <laughs> Gordon can call in and let us. Let us know <laughs> there we go. <laughs> He's the expert. <laughs> um, yeah, people are probably getting tired of this by now. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm not. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a segue, but nah, I don't really have a segue. So uh, anyway, you know, our church and a lot of churches have, you know, various kind of groups or ministries, you know, men's ministry, kids' ministry, women's, that kind of thing uh, that meet. And I thought it would be good for us to talk about why we have those things and some of the pros and some of the cons of those kinds of things. That was a horrible segue, actually. It was. Yep. I, I, I'm working with what I got here. Right. doing the best I can with what I got. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Leave your kid at school without it being open. Yeah. Ministry. Right. Yeah, that's a... Well, that, that that is a segue. So the first question is, what are some unique and or weird groups that you have seen in churches in the past? And by unique, I mean like maybe something unique to a specific church. I was super disappointed when I was thinking about this this week because yeah. I thought for sure I would like be able to recall some good ones and I couldn't. And it really bummed me out. I thought I was going to be able to make yeah. fun of some stuff. <clears throat> I, I couldn't either, really. I just, I mean, I know there's like very specialized groups, like you'll have, you know, divorce singles, you know, with addiction, yeah, you know, those kinds of things where you know they're very, very specific uh, down to the, like, oh wow, you know, owls, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. And I guess it was things like that that I had in mind when I said was thinking unique. La- last week we were part of a militia ministry. <laughs> yeah, yes, we were. <laughs> yes, we were, and it was weird and scary. Yeah. What was owls? Was a. a, a Senior group here. It was a senior older, group here. Wiser, loser. No, <laughs> smarter. <laughs> Later. I can't remember, man. It had. It was an acronym yeah. for something clever. Older, but. wiser, longer, smarter. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> something like that. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, yeah, very specialized groups. I, I thought of, but I couldn't think of anything unique that was. What, what are weird. like some of those other specialized groups? Just like I said, you know, it's it's usually um, singles groups or divorced or um, parents, you know, young parents or yeah. you know older. We used to have a group in Coeur d'Alene at the church we were at. They were called Maranatha, and it was a, a group of like sixty and older type of thing. So specialized in that way, yeah. you know, based on an interest they had or something they had in common. Or yeah, my mom's you know, part of Grandma's prayer group at her church, right? So it's all the grandmas getting together and going going crazy. Yeah, that's for actually their family cool members praying them all out of hell. Yeah. They don't stand a chance either. I mean, that's right. a, that's a crazy crew. Yeah, so. that's my my, uh, my high school youth group. I may have shared this before, but uh, they we had a group of praying grandmas that yeah. would get together while youth group was happening. Yeah, They're just in another part of the church. Yeah. and they did. I mean, for years. Yeah, you and, might as well and, just give up. You yeah. might as well just stop doing what you're doing. Right. If the grandmas are in another room praying yeah. for you, like it's over. And the lady that led the group, her name was Granny May, and like she was old my whole life. Like mm. from the temp- my earliest memory of her was a hundred years old, right? And and I think she died close to a hundred. I don't remember. Anyway, she just was old her whole life, and and led this group of praying grandmas, and it was cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, young marrieds. I've seen churches have yeah. like young marrieds yeah. groups. Yeah, singles, young married. You know, young parents, young everything we have, yes. What, what about any, any weird groups that you've seen over the years? I couldn't think of anything. I did think of the militia group. I, I thought yeah, that's, oh. that's all I could think about was the militia <laughs> and, group. And I say weird like in an endearing kind of a way. Sure. <laughs> I was scared only for like a minute. And right. Then it was okay. 
like some of the guns and people were walking out right. with. But to them, like, it, that's the weird thing is, like, it was normal, but these yeah. guys are all cut out of the same cloth. Like, they know exactly what their Christianity looks like. Yeah. And I was just, I just fell out of place. I was just like, dang, I'm missing something. Yeah. So, when, when when the AR came out and it had, like, a towel wrapped around the, the muzzle and it was duct tape, like homemade suppressor kind of thing, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, this is this is serious stuff right here mm-hmm. that's about to go down. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that's a church group <laughs> category, but okay. Yeah. Someone else said that that day. <clears throat> They were looking around going like, is this a church group? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, it's a group. <laughs> in, in Lapine, yes. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, what are some other ways, so kind of aside from kind of specialized or, or, or weird or whatever we want to call them, uh, what are some other ways that, that we normally see churches kind of segregating people within the church? I don't really like that term segregating, but I don't have a better one. Um, but but how, how do we divide up oftentimes people? In the church, like exactly. What kind of groups? Exactly what we've already said. So, dep- depending on um, likes, dislikes, <laughs> commonalities, age, like you, you name it, we can do it. Um, so, I, I don't know when the church started doing that, or how we, how we got, how we thought that was a good idea. And I get it. Like we, you know, there's it's fine when you got something in common with someone and you hit it off with something, right? Um, I get it, but um, yeah, we 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 basically. Ha- for every reason and any reason, segregate, right? Separate. I've got a theory. Go for it, Brent. If you want to hear it, I do. All right. Uh, I, I I would say in the world, that's how they find common denominators. That's how they find a way to to link up together. Is you have to find a common interest, something like that. To connect, belong, to connect, uh, to whatever. Belong. And in, in Christianity, I think we're just copying what we see in the world sometimes with that because we actually have a common denominator, um, and, and it it's. Christ, obviously, but um, it's it's a pretty unique thing where you can sit in a room with somebody that's far older than you, that you have no nothing in common with, or far younger than you, you have nothing in common with, but when you have Christ in common, you don't need any of those other things. You've got the most important thing in the world, right? You know that you, that you're meeting, you know, um, together in, and so exactly. so it, it's kind of weird that we've copied the world in this thing when we actually have something better, in my opinion, and yet I understand, you know, why why we do it. I guess it's kind of like a familiar way to do things it seems it seems right it seems it does normal it but, seems natural yeah. yeah but i don't love it and i guess we'll get into that more but i, I kind of i think we're well, i just, think we you, might be off base yeah a little you bit just there. totally you just totally jumped to like did i the big the money shot right well, <laughs> i'm just saying we'll, we'll get there okay Gosh. What, what, what are some of the kind of segregated or separated groups that we have within our church here at the door well we had yag which is. which is not running at the moment, but that, that's a young adult yeah. group. And YAG is not, we did not call it that on purpose. We did not think that was a cool name. That was actually kind of a joke that just, stuck. just stuck. Yeah, young adult yeah. group. Then we had youth group, which was the people that were younger. Um, what else have we had? And what, what was the, the, the distinction between youth group and YAG? Like where, where did one end and the other begin? It was supposed to be more high, like young adult. Like the one was supposed to be more high school, college, while the other one was. So, so youth group was kind of middle school. Yag was <clears throat> above middle school. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what, there's what, what men's and women's ministries that are that yeah. are different. You know, we've got uh, the recovery ministry. There's, I mean, basically the same. You know, community groups. Um, those don't necessarily separate out, but usually kids aren't welcome. It's pretty uh, simplified here. Yeah. Yeah. It's never been crazy. One reason is because we're not fans of it. The other reason is we're not a huge church. So we, right. we, we've never had to, you know, had people that stood up and said, oh, I'm going to go do this, you know. Right. So, which yeah, it seems like in the bigger churches, like you might have a group, totally. you know, for 30-year-olds and another group totally. for 31-year-olds. You know, right. like if the church is big enough, you can have these. And that could, that could be part of the reason they do, right, is, yeah. is when it's sizable, then you're needing to create something specific so that you can find those other people. Right. Right. So I, I get maybe the reasons, but yeah. Yeah. Um, where do we see in the Bible an example of these segregated I wrote a whole groups? list. Yeah, I got one right here. Yeah. Here. David. You're going to show that to the camera, Brent? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm reading it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm holding up a blank page from my Bible. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, this is where we need one of, those, so one of those machines that plays crickets when you yeah. ask that question, and you just listen to that for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> We're such smart Alex. <laughs> yeah. So, so we don't see those things in the Bible. So, does it, because Which, we don't see those things in the Bible, does that automatically make them bad? No, there's so there's so much freedom. I mean, that's part of what I love about like, you know, about our Bibles is there's there's things that we need to know, 
um, that it absolutely tells us the church should be doing mm-hmm. and should look like. And then there's so much, there's so much open hand. There's so much room. <laughs> there's so much crickets, <laughs> which means that we can be creative and we can have liberties and freedoms and, um, you know, we can kind of move around the cockpit a little bit. Yeah. So it's, it's not, it's not a horrible thing. I think you have to, you have to take into consideration the culture that you're in. Um, I, I think you, you know, in the, in the, the time of the Bible, when it was written and so forth, um, families and culture, that was a pretty normal way to integrate communities, smaller communities. And, and you had, you know, a lot, a lot mm-hmm. more of that going on. Uh, now we see just a lot more segregation in society, not, not racial segregation. Well, we see that too, but yeah. not talking about that, but I mean, you see, you see all the age groups kind of divided out and families kind of spread out. And mm-hmm. so it's, you know, we have to kind of tackle this in a different way, maybe. Um, so like you, you know, youth group is one of those areas where there's a lot of kids that aren't in a solid home, they're they're not. They don't have a father figure, perhaps that's that's taking the role of spiritual leader and discipling them. The church has kind of stepped in in some ways to try to help with that. And, sure. and there's something cool about that. There's also something heartbreaking about it, you know that that we have to do that. Um, but it's kind of the world we live in. So what what can be? Um, and, and you're starting to touch on it, Brent. What can be some of the the drawbacks of having kind of the separated groups of people? Yeah, I would say there's that idea of misery loves company. You know, there's uh, uh, it, it's kind of one of those things where you want to get together with a group that's going through the same thing. So if you're a young family and you're trying to figure out parenting, you want to get some people that know what you're going through and you can commiserate right. together. And, and there's something about that that's kind of cool on one hand, but then you're also just stuck in this spot where you know, nobody has any answers. <laughs> you're, you know, <laughs> you're all dealing with the same problems, right. but you don't really have any solutions. Um, and that would be the downside and one of the downsides in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. What What are some other downsides of, of separating out people by whatever categories we create? I just don't think it's doing us any favors as a whole, as, as the church, right? Like we're we're an organism, like like Brent said earlier, like un, unlike any other living organism, like any other gathering. We're built on the premise of diversity, right? Um, whether that whether that be age or whether that be ethnicity like that's what makes the church so you so unique and it it's actually what brings the benefit the weight of the blessing and the benefit to the body as a whole is that diversity and so when we when we kill that by separating people we're actually undoing like one of the raddest undoing Mm -hmm. one of the raddest benefits of the church yeah of the church and i know that we have to explain that to our kids you know what I mean? And they might be bored for a couple of years or whatever. Like I get, I get all the reasons we don't do it, but we're at, like, to me, it's a, it's a, it's a direct, like it flies in the face of everything that the church actually provides uniquely. And that, and that is the diversity coming together. Right. And the multi-generational interactions and necessity of that multi-generation being next to us and in front of us and teaching us. And you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. You definitely get the fullness of the body. Um, when, when you have everybody together. And, and when you think about the analogy that Paul gives in Corinthians about the body parts, yeah. um, you don't want to lump all the tongues in one room and all the you know, <laughs> appendixes in the next right. room or whatever. I, that was a bad one. But, <laughs> you know, you want it, you want everybody to be functioning together. Um, and so when you have young marrieds that are meeting, who, who do they need in that room with them? The people that, yeah, the you know, marrieds. the people that have been married for a long time and that actually know how to do things yep. or, or say yeah. the parenting classes. You want somebody that's been there, done that, survived <clears throat> yep. it, you know, live to tell the tale because sometimes when you're in the midst of that, you don't know how to get, you know, am I going to even make it out of this? Well, right. they did. And so now you have people, same with the older and younger. I remember, I remember um, <clears throat> in Coeur d'Alene when I was going to church there, we, we had a, a day one time with the Maranatha group, that older, you know, group uh, invited the youth group to come with them on some kind of field trip thing. And we just spent the day hanging out. We had lunch together, went to some kind of museum. I can't remember what it was exactly, but just hung out with the older folks that day. And it was one of the coolest mm-hmm. days uh, just to, to spend time together. It, it energized them because they were around younger people. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we thought we didn't have anything in common, couldn't relate to each other. And that wasn't the case at all. Mm. It just kind of, I don't know, it worked. Yeah. And, and we miss out on that way too, too much in the church. We, we do. And so it, it is silly, like having, you know, established that mm-hmm. to think that even our churches, like, like main churches these days now are actually creating multiple worship services right so that age groups can go to their own like it's yep it's insane it's like it goes from being like a liberty like oh okay the bible allows us to do this a little bit to being like stop doing that right you know (laughs) 
Yeah. Even even like identifying a demographic that you want. So yes. we want we want like thirty to thirty five year olds in our church, sure. and that's that's who we're shooting for. And that's that's a really weird. Yeah. You know, I, I get why advertisers do it. You know, or the world does it. You know that right. I guess, but for the church to do that makes it, no yeah, sense at all. Yeah. yeah, you miss out on so much. Yeah. And I think about even families. You know, we don't. Some people don't have Christian families, um, uh, or some people have families that live far away. And to have built-in grandma and grandpa mm-hmm. kind of figures in your life, aunts and uncles. Uh, there's so much that you gain from um, all being together as is the family of God. No, I just yeah. I just preached on this. Like me and Carrie, when we when we moved up here, like we were 19, she was pregnant, newly married. We never saw the joint. Like coming up from Southern California, we didn't know anybody here, nothing. And I'm pull, I'm literally pulling the U-Haul out of the driveway that day to leave the house, and my dad comes running up, knocks on the window. I roll down the window, and he's like, first thing you need to do when you pull into town is find a church." And I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? whatever. <laughs> right? Whatever, uh, old man. See ya. I'll call you later. Um, anyway, long story short, we end up getting into a church like within the first four months of being up there, small congregation. And the way that these people came around us and loved us was insane. Like it was different than I expected or imagined it was going to be. Years later, it was really tough when we had four kids and no grandparents or anybody around. Sure. We were seriously thinking about selling the business and going back to SoCal where all of our family was. Like we, we kind of were at the end. And as we, as we started walking our way through that process, we realized there was no way we could now leave that. That had become our family right. in such a way that we were unwilling to leave it. Right, and the church does this, and and yeah. and that does, that wasn't just that there were people our age that listen to the same music and like to do the same type things as us. It was everybody. It was the silver hairs that were there. It was everybody who had invested in our lives and just smothered us with love. Um, actually, stopped us from leaving the body of Christ. Like Matt, like it, it it is family, you know, and it and it matters, and not not just the people that are like us, but even as, especially the people that aren't. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, when we moved here from Idaho, I started working for a company, and I, I met a guy that we were kind of hanging out a little bit, and and uh, we would team up when we go out and do the calls together, we're fixing copiers around town. And I kept, I, I started going to church. You know, I'd been there maybe a month, two months. So it wasn't long in town, and we would run. In, I kept running into all these people that I knew from church, and they'd walk up and you know give me a hug, and we, you know, and, and this guy's going, "I've lived here for ten years, and I don't know anybody. You've lived here for two months, and you keep running into people that you know that you're hugging. What's going on?" And it's like, well, that's the church. Yeah. You know, to me, it was just a normal thing, and he he was. Oh, so the church is creepy. A little creepy. <laughs> Depends on the hug, you know. It's, you know, it's or, or the hugger. <laughs> well, it's yeah, for Later sure, on the hugger yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it was to me, it was normal, and to him, it was you know he was bamboozled by yep. what was going on. You know, yep. how, how does that work? Yep. But that's the beauty, of, and even even you'll see that when somebody comes and visits a church, um, they're they're out from out of town. They come in one one week, just maybe the only week they'll ever be there, but they immediately find family and they find a connection. And that's the power of Christ in us. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's absolutely. a, it's an amazing thing that God's spirit unites us in this way that makes no sense to the world, Yeah. but it's, you know, something we should take full advantage of. Yeah. It's the bond of Christ that you can go anywhere mm-hmm. throughout the world and, and, and in a moment meet another believer and just immediately have this, this connection, this thing going on as if yeah. you've known him for years. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's the body of Christ. <clears throat> I think as you guys are talking, I'm thinking of a of a kid that we knew who uh, passed away recently. One of our uh, youth group kids from you know back in the day, and um, you know he had a you know growing up had kind of a rough home life, and he somehow found his way to the church, and people in the church just adopted this kid. Like he had you know a bunch of moms and dads, not just grandma and grandpas, but a bunch of moms and dads in the church uh, as well. And somebody had made a comment uh, at, after his passing that uh, uh, Devin was his name, so that Devin had a knack for finding family wherever he went. And part of it was just kind of how he was wired uh, as a human being, but also part of it was his involvement in the church and the church coming around and loving this kid that had a difficult home life. And, you know, he lived with several different people as time went on. And, um, yeah, just anyway, just kind of exactly what you're talking about, just the church embraced this kid and became, you know, his family um, when his family, his blood family wasn't stable. And it just was a cool thing to see. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah, the beauty of the church. Well, and, and that's the, the problem is that when we separate separate everybody out into different, you know, common interests and age groups, we, we <clears throat> risk the chance of missing out on that. Yeah. Um, and so um, as much as possible— 
you know, being together, having, having the kids in with us, having, you know, everybody together is the goal. I think yeah. it's really difficult to do in this day and age. Um, and, and I see why churches don't do it because in some ways it's easier and I see the drop of the parents to drop the kids off and get away and all that. Yeah. Uh, but even the Bible study we used to be a part of when we moved here, we started going to the Thompson's, uh, study and the kids all sat in there with us. And these were long, pretty in-depth studies where, where it was, you know, the kids sat there quietly, uh, it was possible. It took, it took a while for us to, you know, get our kids to do it. But when we first got there, we're like, well, these kids aren't normal. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, when the Bible study ended, they ran around like the Lord of the flies, you know, and, and it got, it got crazy. So like, okay, they're normal. They just learned how to sit, you know, quietly and, and, and do this. But, but the kids were in there with us and, and they, it, they felt like they were part of that group. Yeah. They would share prayer requests. They would read the, the Bible when we would go around. That didn't always work out right. In Revelation, it was sketchy to, you know, see a, <laughs> and a, and a 10-year-old reads some pretty gnarly scripture. But um, anyway, it was one of the best times. Well, and they'll know. even say that. Like my kids will even <clears throat> say that. Like even now as adults, yeah. they'll, they'll go like, those are, those are some of my fondest memories of just um, the church doing what the church does. Yeah. Is those times that they sat in there even – you know, the long nights that drug on and on and on. Yeah. And, I mean, they're like fond of it, you know? Yeah. So, so not only can they do it, they're capable of doing it. It is beneficial to them as oh, well. Yeah. Like it's an absolute blessing to them. And I think, I don't know if you're going there, but that's really what we're doing is we're robbing. We think we're helping our kids right now by doing things the way that we're doing um, in church. And when we're robbing them of, of some serious yeah. like currency, that needs to be deposited in them as far as what the church does, what it looks like and how it does it. Yeah. And that they belong. And that's probably another, yeah, we're losing them and that's probably the next thing we'll talk about. But yeah, well, I think there's, there's this huge <coughs> disconnect, especially with kids when, you know, for, for their whole childhood, you know, you separate them from the rest of the church with kids ministry and youth ministry. And in a minute, we'll talk about, you know, what value there is to those things because yeah. they're not all bad. Um, but, but you segregate them and separate them and then they're 18 and it's like, okay, now it's time for you to participate in big church. And, and there's, there's a huge disconnect there, um, because of the there's nothing there. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, also thinking about, you know, years ago we had, a, we had a family in our church that had, uh, you know, kids that were kind of rambunctious and when they, you know, they, they weren't, I wouldn't say they were regular attenders, but when they would come, you know, they're they, like, they would bring disruption, mm-hmm. you know, with them, uh, because of their kids and, and they would just let their kids run around and not necessarily, you know have an expectation of how their kids should act during a service. And, you know, we had a couple of people that that was, you know, particularly um, just a burr in their saddle about that and had conversations with those people about, you know, they would come to me and say, well, this can't happen again, or I'm, I'm not going to come to church anymore. And it's like what this family needs the most is experienced parents mm. that will come alongside them and say, you know, here, here's how you train your kids for these kinds of things, and here's how you disciple your kids. Well, someone get that, that kid out. Of it. Is, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Were you there for that? That was bad. <laughs> when kids. a pastor did, he just stopped mid-sentence yeah. as he's preaching because this kid was kind of fussy back there, and, and mom was you know, kind of rocking the kid in the back so she could still hear and yeah. stand back there. He finally just stopped, called her out right in the middle of the yeah. and just like, could someone help that kid out of here? Isn't that what Jesus doing? Get these kids away he from did. me? Right? Yeah. Can someone help that kid out of here? Yeah. Get that kid out of my sight. I, I saw that happen once as well, and that person never came back to church. Well, yeah. yeah. Like just because he got called out, you know? I mean, ultimately, that's partly why we have nursery and, and Sunday school classes is because if you're going to try to be missional and try to attract families that, that maybe haven't trained their kids in this way and, and yet yeah, we still want them to be here is that at some point you have to accommodate the, that to some degree. The problem yeah. is you're, you're, wanting, um, you're wanting to provide that missionally, right, for the new person coming in. You're not wanting it to be taken advantage of for believers that are established. And that's and that's where it gets weird is you can't you can't yeah. say oh you can do it but you right. can't and so it's for everybody's going to do it you know it's a bummer yeah well what are some good things about the separate groups like what what's good about a children's ministry what's good about a youth group what's good about a seniors group or men's or women's stuff I, I'm I was pushing thinking, the cricket button right now no, <laughs> no I'm just kidding no I mean I, heard, I was here you know I was thinking about my my son and I, we were talking to another young man. Uh, a couple of weeks ago who talked about the impact that youth ministry and, and the youth pastor had 
in his life. Yeah. Um, and, and it can be profound. You know, I think sometimes kids won't listen to parents the same way they might somebody else. Sure. And so, and we, we've seen that even in more, you know, without having a, a youth group kind of a setting, just, just guys in our life who've come alongside of our kids and spent some time with them and, and, and been able to talk to them in a way and get their ear in a way that we couldn't, that's valuable. Um, again, that should just be an organic, natural right. part of the church. But, but I think sometimes youth groups or Sunday school classes can provide that. Um, and I think that is helpful. Um, there so, are unique struggles that we all go through yeah. at different points of our life. This is why um, we're told in Timothy, like, let the, let the older women, like, teach mm. the younger women yeah. in these things. Like, they've been there. They're, like, farther up the mountain, and they're things that are specific to women, to being a wife or being a mom, right? And so that's okay. So there, there needs to be a time and a place for those kind of interactions and relationships to happen so that we're all being trained and then we're all, you know, being benefited by people that are farther along. So that goes for men. Um, I, it, it doesn't go for kids. I'm going to go ahead and draw the line there. Uh, I, I don't think that, that a teenager needs another teenager to come alongside them. I do think they need a man sure. to come alongside them. So there's, there's nuances mm-hmm. with those things, but it's helpful too for a kid to be a kid sometimes so that, you know, Christianity is not just a funeral. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like, oh, oh, there's other kids here, and they love Jesus too, and we're having fun. You know what I mean? Like, that. that's okay. I just think it needs to be nuanced a little bit. But, but we, we, we do need each other at different points of our life, right? And so it's not bad. But part of that like, is, you know, on a Sunday morning, it's really not built for that kind of interaction. That, no, that it's a worship kind of, you know, it's, it's an a worship assembly. Yeah. So, so it really yeah. is more the midweek stuff yes. that, that where, where we should start to see families. Or the being, daily life stuff. Yeah, being the together and, and, you know, the, the, what, what you see in the early church. I mean, you yep. know, they're doing life together, and, yep. and that would be the way that that would come about naturally. But because we don't do it that way in this day and age, we have to find ways to make that happen or, in, you know, you've got to buy in. And not enough Christians do, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, community groups, when we started the church, we, we pretty much just laid it out and said, if you're part of the door, you need to be part of a home group or a community group. Um, and then people you know, started getting irritated with it. And, and at some point, we got so busy, we stopped going, and that became harder for us to you know, say, you have to be at one if we're not going to be at one. But, but ideally, if we could see more of these groups form and more families get involved in them and make them to where families can go to them. Because like I said, a lot of times kids aren't welcome at stuff like this because they're a disruption or whatever. And part of that's the way we do it. And part of it's, you know, I don't know. But if we could find a way for everybody in the church to be able to have this midweek life together, um, kind of, you know, that was a normal part of our church, normal part of Christianity. I think it would revolutionize all of it. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a home group even like just, just, just making relationships where, where you're seeing and connecting with different people throughout the week. Um, and we do, see a lot of this you know my my uh my daughter lindy and son son son-in-law levi they're pretty young um but they they decided you know years ago to exit the young adult group and and to become a part of a a home group with older people and they're like the only younger people in that home group and it's been like the greatest thing for them and they're they've they've made relationships where they connect with a lot of these people um just throughout the week whether it be for for a meal or whether it be for this or that there's there's just always get, body life going on. You get built-in babysitters, too. Yes, yeah. built-in <laughs> But it's not, the cool thing is it's not because they're the same age, right? It's because um, they're bound together in Christ. Right. And they've made a connection of love, you know. They're yeah. for each other. And, and Lindy and Levi, get late, like, they understand something about the value of totally. know, those connections with older people who, like you said, are farther up the mountain. And, totally. Um, <clears throat> you know, n- not all young people understand that. True. And, you know. Hats off to them that they do understand sure. it, um, but maybe that's you know an encouragement to the older people mm-hmm. um, to seek out the younger people. That's the funny thing know? is I see these older people that um, that have Lindy and Levi in front of them now, and they're 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 so blessed by having right. this family to right. to dote on and and to help and to to bail out once in a while and to like all of it. Like they have life because of right. it, and so it's like we were talking about earlier. Like it's it's a it's a one another thing. It's one of the most beautiful, you know, one another type things that we have in the body of Christ. And we can't do the one another thing if we're refusing to go around certain people. Right. I was going to say the other thing you talked about, the freedom that we have to, to kind of, you know, explore the space a little bit in this regard. And, and I don't think it's always an either or situation. So some people sure. say that you've got to have, you know, like home church 
um, is the best way to go. And then other people say, no, no, corporate gathering in a, in a building is the way to go. Well, it doesn't have to be either or. It can be both right. and. And I would sure. say the same is true with these groups. So there's times like with a men's group where you're getting together with the guys and you might be able to talk about some things that you can't talk about in mixed company. And that's right. valuable. And, and there's lots of examples of that same kind of thing, women's groups getting together, recovery groups, those things. So so it's not like that's the only answer. It's one answer. It's, it's, it's So if we could find a way to do both and. So, yes, we have those, but we also have this. But we really do make sure that there's a time for corporate um, where everybody's involved and, and make that a priority. Yeah, our, our overall goal is the integration of the body. Mm-hmm. Spanning ages, spanning affinities, spanning, you know, whatever categories we create. For sure. Uh, that we want to see an integration. Yeah. And praise God, we've all, we've always been pretty balanced that way. We've always been a very multi-generational church. I mean, granted, we're not a huge church or anything, but um, what we what we do have is has been pretty mixed. And um, because it's smaller, it's, it's kind of tight mixed. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we've also not created all the programs no, we have, we've, just to have them. We've boycotted them. Um, well, I mean, for a, for a while we did, but I mean, it's, it's been based on um, need. need and based on people passionate yeah. to take right. on that need. So a lot of churches just, you know, if you're before you even get started, you've got to have all of these programs in place. Yeah. No, you, or those not, are starting points. Yeah. Or yes. you won't even yeah. attract anybody. Nobody's yes. even going to come to your church if you don't have exactly. those. We've not done it that way. And we, hopefully nope. we don't start doing it that way, but we try to wait to see, okay, right now we don't have any yep. middle school kids really coming to the church. So we don't have a youth group going right now. We'd like to see that come back in at some point, but there's not a need yes. and there's not people passionate about doing it at the moment. So when those two things come together, yeah. now we have the, you know, yeah. okay, yeah. God, you, obviously you're doing something. So our can, philosophy has been because our, because our priorities integration has been kind of the opposite of most churches, like priorities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think what's intuitive to a lot of churches is if you build it, they will come. Right. Um, no, totally. Right. And so they'll, you know, well, oh, we, we need to have a kids ministry, or we need to have a youth group, or we need to have. And this. the truth is right. that if if we if we put um, all of our eggs into those baskets today, we would grow tomorrow. Like it. Like a, that's how churches grow, sure. and it will attract people. But I, I just think we refuse to grow that way. Yeah, we agreed. do want to grow, but we don't want to. We don't want to do it that way. Yeah. Well, and and the, the truth is, we've seen this. The times when the the church is a little bit smaller and and manageable, and you know who's there and who's not there. That's actually, I mean, it's it's it simplifies things a lot. The, the bigger we get, the more complicated it, it is. The more you know, the more volunteers are needed, the more it just becomes a machine, a machine yeah. that, that you've got to constantly f- feed. And that, that's hard. You know, we, it's funny to watch right now with Lapine and, and 3R. 3R has been kind of, both are kind of growing a little bit, but, um, you know, it's so much easier in Lapine to keep track of everything. Yes. Um, smaller group of people. Um, yeah. No programs, hardly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's not much going on. Yeah. Uh, but it's but, but at the same time, there is a lot going there on. Is, yeah. There is. There you is. Know, yeah. And the body life and the and, and what's taking place as far as the church goes is it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's on. there's beautiful things going on three R two. But because it's gotten bigger again, it's you know it's hard even to know who's there on a Sunday anymore. Um, yeah, that's starting to happen again. And it's so I don't know. It's something like be careful what you wish for. And some of us have never. Well, there, so. <laughs> that's true. We're working on the online directory, David. Soon, <laughs> soon you'll have names and, and faces together. We'll be able to go like this. Oh. And everybody's <laughs> hockey stats, right? David's walking around this phone. All of an Good app. morning, All of an app Kim. where you, you scan their face and then their name pops up. <laughs> dude, that's a dude, that's a good idea. There you bro. go. We can I just thought of that right now. <laughs> that's not creepy at all, facial recognition. Look into the flashy thingy. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you need to get, you know, uh, virtual eyeglasses are, are a thing now, you know, yeah. VR eyeglasses. <laughs> a little earpiece, so. like yeah. you're in the back. Okay, David, right now you're talking to <laughs> Secret <laughs> Service. That's Mike and Janet. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Are calling a golf game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so there's value to, to having some separated groups, um, you know, for various reasons. But, but our goal is not necessarily um, programmatic or to, certainly to over-program. Um, you know, we'd like to see just kind of a natural outflow of the yep. church, of, of people we see naturally more, integrating. Yeah, we see more of a deficit in doing that than a benefit. Yeah. Doesn't mean there's not any benefits, but right. we see more benefits here than we do there. Yeah, <clears throat> right. I'm just thinking like our men's camp out this last weekend. I mean, it was a great time. Uh, for guys to get together and had great conversations. You know, we joke about the, the guns right. and all that, but just it was good for guys to be around a campfire. 
yes. uh, getting to know one another and hanging out. Um, you know, what, what a valuable time that was. And uh, you know, look forward to doing more of it. Yeah. Uh, the ladies have something coming up, and hopefully that's going to be, you know, a valuable time as well. We have a church camp out coming up, and that'll be another opportunity, um, you know, for everybody uh, to gather and just have valuable uh, relational time. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> this is a bit of a sidebar, but, um, you know, oftentimes at these kinds of things, you know, our, our expectation isn't necessarily when the guys are around the campfire that we're going to break out the Bible and do a Bible study. Right. Right. There's value to just being together and, and building relationship right. over, you know, common interests and you know, we don't necessarily always feel the need to spiritualize every gathering, right. you know, that, that we have. Right. Um, yeah, we're want, we're wanting to intentionally foster relational connections. Yeah. Right. Sunday, like was already mentioned, is not a day where that can necessarily happen unless you're coming early, staying late, right. and being very intentional. It's a corporate worship service where we there is a. Uh, there's a, a, a definite agenda that we're coming together to accomplish, right, as a body of believers. Right. So what we want to do when we're sitting around a campfire is kill any agenda so that we can get the other thing, right? Yep. Um, and, and we do. That's exactly what we saw. We saw yeah. just... That's just, been one of the weird dynamics of uh, community groups at times when yep. you get together, you eat a meal, everybody's talking and having a great time, and then at some point you like you know hit the brakes and say, yep. okay, now we're going to be spiritual. Yeah. And 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 it's not that those things are bad, but but sometimes it it you know there's a lot of we see this kind of happening when we we do the the lunch at the Phyllis's after church. Um, there's no Bible study. There's no yep. de- de- you know designated prayer time. People come from church to this house. They have a, a great lunch. They sit around. They get to know each other. They find out needs. Prayer uh-huh. happens. Encouragement happens. Spiritual. I mean, it's it's this very organic, normal mm-hmm. kind of thing. The kids are there playing right. in the yard. It, it probably is what the early church looked a lot like. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's devoid of anything spiritual because there's all kinds of good stuff going right. on in that regard. Right. But it's not programmatic. And, and again, there's a time and place for both of those things, yeah. but it's a beautiful thing when we just get together and spend time together. Right. So, yeah, yeah. value in that. <clears throat> so that kind of segues into the uh, next question. How, how do these you know, various ministries or, or uh, separated groups contribute to our overall vision to make, quip, make equip, and send? I didn't understand that question. <clears throat> I'm going to be honest. So, so if we have no, we have a vision of, of making disciples, equipping disciples, and sending disciples. Um, how does a youth group contribute to that? How does a seniors group, or a men's group, or a women's group contribute to that overall vision? Does that make sense? Yes. I just have to think about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say from a missional standpoint, when you're trying to bring people in that maybe you know aren't Christians yet, or don't you know they're they're new Christians, to, to be able to have some of these in place um, to help guide them along and disciple them. It's practical. It's, it's helpful. Yeah. And so, you know, having a nursery, having a Sunday school class so that your kids aren't running around like, you know, crazy people in the middle of the service and distracting you. That's something we've had to learn to do over the years. So, so we see value in that. Mm-hmm. I, I think some discipleship does take place in, in when, when you segregate out a little bit, um, you know, into smaller groups and things like that. So that it, it's all, it's all valuable, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> Have you thought of something yet, David? <laughs> I talked for no. a while. Now you go. <laughs> well, what do you think, Chad? Well, like going, going back to last week, and like because we had a men's thing that was put together and organized, like there, there could be – we all have friends, hopefully, <laughs> if you don't repent, like somewhere in your life that's a non-believer <laughs> that's never going to walk into church when you invite them, but they can walk into something like that. Right. Or they'd be willing to walk into something like that. <clears throat> And yeah. so I think a lot of times you are cre- you are creating an access point through those those kind of um, those peripheral you know ministries or outreaches or whatever you want to call them. So um, th- yeah, they're 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 access points basically. Yeah. They're bridges for people that aren't you know willing to just do a cannonball into the water. You know they may just want to stick a toe in. Sure. So and it's you're you're just able to get to know people a little better that way. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we even saw, you know, at the men's camp out recently, you know, some guys that were kind of maybe more on the periphery of the church, um, you know, come to the camp out and, you know, like I personally had some conversations with guys that I don't normally get to have kind of longer conversations with or get beyond pleasantries on a Sunday morning. Um, and it was just cool. And so now there's, you know, like I have a connecting point with a couple of guys that I didn't have much of a connecting point before. And they may now be more of them and they may now be more likely to come into the other things right. where we're found more often. Right. Yeah, personal contact, personal um, invitations to people to come to things, th- those those go a long way. And then the other thing that really 
starts to integrate people into the church is when they take on some form of ministry, some form of of use in the church. When that happens, it it all begins to change. But if you only come as a consumer or a spectator, um, you you know, you'll be in, you'll be out. That's kind of the end of it. But if you, if you really do want to kind of enjoy the fullness of of the body of Christ, it means finding your purpose, finding, you know, what is your body part and what is it supposed to be doing and, and making sure that that starts to happen. Right. I think the other component, like where those things can be helpful for making equipping sending is a more specified, like focused form of teaching according to, you know, the group. So if you've got a group of young people, it's nice to be able to, to focus Mm -hmm. more on something in a way that's more relatable to them or more direct to them or more appropriate to them, um, that's helpful. And so obviously, you know, and that, and that, and that can be focused with women, like we already talked about with women things or men with men things, but also, you know, junior hires with junior high things, right. right. And young adult, you know, young adult high schoolers with high school things that, that can be helpful, you know, to be able to, to kind of specify your teaching. Yeah, Absolutely. What would you say to people, because I, th- I think oftentimes in churches the tendency when we have these segregated groups is that people kind of huddle in their groups. What, what, would you, what would you say or how would, how would you encourage people that have that tendency to huddle kind of within their own separated group, whatever that group is? You know, I was just thinking that, that we, do, we, we buy into this idea of individual Christianity um, you know, and then there's more like, uh, you know, a, a few people and then there's the corporate gathering and it's kind of the good, better, best <laughs> scenario. Yeah. Um, you know, individual Christianity, you know, I mean, it's great to be a Christian. It's great to have a personal relationship with Christ, all that. When, when you get into a smaller group, it, it becomes, you know, even better. But when you, when you actually begin to, to enjoy the fullness of the body of Christ, um, you're known, loved, accepted, a part of it, and you're a contributing part of it, it changes everything. And so that's really the, the way it's designed to be. So I would just encourage people to, you know, you know, you want to experience the fullness, you want there to be more to this, you know, thing we call Christianity, then you got to, you got to dive in the deep end. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. David, any encouragement to people that tend to huddle up? Uh, I think thing I'm not thinking of the word encouragement. I'm thinking of the word <laughs> re- re- rebuke. rebuke. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, stop it. You know? So like, it's like, it's, it's our natural tendency. Like we're, we're going to do that no matter what. Yeah. Um, it's easy. It's easy to do that, which is part of the reason we do it. It's comfortable yeah. to do that. But you are, you are, you are missing out, um, on, on some serious benefits and someone else is missing out yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I, I need you, you need me. Um, you know, not, we're a happy family. We're, I was we're, just was thinking Barney. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but, but, it, but it's easy to say that and, and go, yeah, okay. Yeah. I get that. I know that, but it's, it's really hard for people to break out of their tribe and their click. Sure. You know what I mean? I mean, that, that is where clicks come from and why they happen is ultimately you've got a group of people, um, that are, that are just way too comfortable with right. certain people. And so they, they never venture off. You know, I always try to, um, especially as a pastor now, but even before I became pastor, when there would be like big events, like a picnic or something like that, I would try to break away from my normal click and go sit with somebody that I didn't normally. Now I think it's super important for us to do that as pastors to actually set that because we all are around each other all the time. It's easy for us to be around each other. And so when we're out amongst all these other people that we're not usually around, we probably ought to take advantage of, you know, yeah. not being tied at the hip, joined at the hip to each other and spread out, you know? So, um, but we all, we all, we all need each other. And, and ultimately we're limiting ourselves and others when we, when we don't branch out. Yep. So, it, so it's a rebuke. Yeah, it's like stop it. <laughs> we got Bob Newhart skit. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! What's wrong with you people? Yeah, um, yeah. So, so, so the encouragement would be, um, you know, to people that, uh, and rebuke. I was going to go there too. So, so there is some encouragement and there is some rebuke, right? Right. The encouragement is is to integrate yourself in in the church, uh, the whole church, not not just your affinity group or people that are in your yeah, sure. you know season of mm-hmm. life. Um, you know, I, I've probably shared this before, but I think of, um, you know, there was this one couple of years ago in my life when I was uh, graduating high school, Bob and Charlotte, the older couple of my grandparents age, and they just took it upon themselves to invite me out to lunch one day. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we went to lunch and then they invited me to lunch again and it kind of became a, mm-hmm. you know, a somewhat of a regular thing where they would invite me to lunch after church and I got to hang out with Bob and Charlotte and they were just super encouraging, um, you know, older people and, and, you know, but they took the initiative. Like I would have been intimidated to, to approach them and say, Hey, can we have lunch? For sure. But they took the initiative and, and, you know, I've had many of those kinds of things, you know, throughout my life, just older people taking the initiative, yeah. um, to invest in me and pour into me. And it's part of you know who I am today because of that and something I'm super thankful for and we had a, a son get married as a result of someone doing yeah that. yeah <laughs> that's right and, and older I would gal say, in the conversation yeah. like hey let's go to lunch and then of course she she had a plan and she yeah. invited her granddaughter yeah. and uh the rest maker. is history yeah so yeah i would just say that, that you know i think we tend to believe this lie that uh younger people or older people you know that we don't we don't we shouldn't talk to each other yeah. they're not going to like me they don't right. want anything to do with me it's just it's a lie and so yeah. i would say if you're an older person in the church and you see younger people that you can come alongside and encourage and just disciple and you know invite to lunch right you ought to do that and, or if you're a younger person and you see somebody that you admire in the lord yeah go knock on their door and yep. say hey can we hang out um you'll benefit from it yeah and, and, and part of it's error. Like part part of it, they, we we do need to be rebuked because I, I think there's there's a lot there's a lot of uh, older people at the same time that don't want anything to do with younger people, yep. right? And there's a lot of younger people that don't want anything to do. So mm-hmm. so part of it's self examination as Christians and yeah. um, making sure that um, we're not being dumb. You know what I mean? Like that we again repent of just wrong thinking. Yeah. It's easier to be with our kind, and so yeah, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where the rebuke comes in because this isn't just a good idea. Like the Bible tells us that this is God's design for the church. Good the older design. people would pour yeah. into the younger people <laughs> no. and that there would be this integration. And so, you know, like it's it's sinful when that doesn't happen. And, yeah. and when, when people do feel the need to just huddle up with in their own groups and not branch out at all. Yeah. And, and I know we're, we're not a church that's like that, you know, in, in general. Um, but, um, you know, we, we certainly can always be more intentional um, both older and younger people in how we connect with one another. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. All right. Uh, any final thoughts on getting them integrated? Oh, that's good. <laughs> if if you know where that comes from, you get a bone. You get a star <laughs> on your chart. E- email us. Yeah, yeah. Email us if you have the answer. Yeah. All right, well, when do you guys want to pray? Brent better pray because he's not going to be able to for three weeks. Pull my weight. He's not going to be praying. He's not going to be reading his Bible. He's not going to be going to church. He's not even going to be thinking of Jesus at all in the next three weeks. I kind of doubt all of that, but I hope that's not the case. But you should pray extra long, though, since you are going to be gone for a few weeks. All right. Lord, we're grateful for the church, uh, for what a gift it is uh, that that you've given us each other. Lord, you've given us yourself, but you've also given us each other. And uh, we just pray that we would take full advantage of that. Um, that the, the people in, in our congregation would see the benefit of, of what you've designed, your good design for them, and, and uh, get involved. And so, Lord, uh, may your blessing be upon uh, both congregations and, and all that we have going on. Uh, we're just excited about what you're doing. Uh, we pray that you'd bring more people, that more people would get um, just engaged and, and their lives would be transformed as a result of it. Um, thank you so much for your faithfulness, Lord, and thank you for days like this that we can get together and talk in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.